three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. So, you know, Bob, since we've added that theme song, one of my favorite things about it is uh, every time I'm not sure what you're going to do with it. Uh, so I like I'm getting that. into it. I'm trying to get in the MO, trying to get in the vibe of the show. I like that. I like that. We got a serious spanking going on here tonight. What is this? Is. This is episode 25, right? Or 26, 26. Man, 26. 26. Yeah, you lost count. We've been so busy this week, Thanksgiving week. We're giving thanks for for the fun that we have with the podcast, you know, and like Thanksgiving is 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 probably my favorite holiday. Is it your yeah. favorite holiday? Uh pretty close. Yeah, I think so. Uh it's a simple holiday. It is. Just, you know, I mean, it's just about generally giving thanks for, you know, whatever's going on. I know you're you're staying in the area and I'm flying early in the morning to Richmond, Virginia via Newark. So Ooh. Fun, yeah. It's yeah. a fourth show we've done in four nights. And so if I get stuck in Newark, <clears throat> my flight gets canceled. I might be joining the Hogan family for Thanksgiving. Beautiful. You're welcome to it. We got plenty yeah, of food. It's just the th- the three of us plus Rags. So so you and Wit are welcome. Well, the Woody, she's not going. She's staying oh. home with the ghost. But okay. Well, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. We got space well, in the basement. Yeah. You, you can you know if you need to, you can crash for however long you need to. But. uh Yeah, November 22nd, 2017, we've moved into, what, uh, the second quarter, uh, well, I don't know, I I, I was going to say, we've done 25, we're working on our second 25, it's the first episode of the second 25 of Three Songs Pod. Yeah, and ignore the first one. That's okay. Then you upgraded on the sound equipment, I think that... You know your production techniques have been fantastic. We're hitting our stride. Screw all the all the crap that you have to deal with on this end. We're hitting our stride. But, you know, yeah. four shows in four days will help tighten you up. And um, yeah, I'm Mike Hogan. You're Bob Nastanovich. And uh, yeah, I'm in Des Moines. My last night in Des Moines for a while. I love this place. And um, and this might be the last night we have you on for a little while. So that's why we're loading up till mid December, like the 13th or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It's still up in the air. You know, subscribe if you're not a regular listener, and you might get some surprises with some surprise guests while Bob's out. But enough of that. Let's jump into the music. And you're going to start it off, man, right? Yeah, Dennis Coffey and the Detroit Guitar Band getting it on. Thank you. 
kind of groove funk party have you started here, Bob? Well, Dennis Coffey, you know, he's he was born in 1940. I'd like to add that he will be playing November 28th in Detroit, his hometown, at the Northern Lights Lounge. Fantastic. Can't imagine the madness he's going to come up with at the age of 77, but he's, he still kicks it. He's You know, this guy... He played with Del Shannon, played with The Temptations, played with George Clinton and Funkadelic. Um, At the peak, that was off the album Evolution, which was the second record. And uh, he's he's most famous for for this song, Scorpio. And uh, you're going to snippet it for us, right? Let's play. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've heard it. Maybe I haven't. I can't remember. But let's, let's listen to a little. pretty cool i gotta imagine that has been sampled and sampled many many times yeah and like i'll tip my cap to his band the detroit guitar band over whoever's playing percussion on that some sort of wizard yeah seriously uh but yeah no it's been sampled quite famously mark ronson Uwe. yeah public public enemy night of living Bassheads. yeah sure ll cool j threw it on jingling baby and bust a move young mcs so amongst others but well, this yeah. is. Uh, I, mean, I guess that maybe coffee. I don't know how that works in the industry, uh, in terms of having your song sampled. But I would think that you make a pretty penny off that kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Originally, maybe not. Maybe there wasn't uh, a way to pay some of the artists. But I think over time they figured it out, and I think there were some lawsuits and other things that had to happen. So hopefully, Dennis has seen some money from that and uh it's a nice segue bob we didn't play well, actually this. i mean actually like you know we'll hope that he sees probably the five dollar entry on november 28th when he plays in detroit well that too that too i mean That's, it's awesome you know, one that of the he's still playing the show tonight is the five dollar get paying five dollars to see a show yeah yeah, yeah we'll, you'll get to that later i will what you, i will what, what are you gonna kick us off i with? will i was gonna say you know we didn't plan this but i was gonna play i i mentioned it last show last night um I wanted to play some Treacherous Three, early uh, hip-hop pioneers uh, from the Sugar Hill label, featuring Cool Modi. Um, Whoa. Yeah, this is from their first record. You know, they may have sampled <laughs> some Dennis Coffee, as far as we know. So what are we talking here, like late 70s? Um, well, their album, I think, came out in like 82 or 83, but they okay. I think their first 12-inch came out maybe 80. Um, they're a Harlem group, you said? Harlem? They're from Harlem, yep. Um, you know, early, old-school roots of, of hip-hop, and who knows if they were... When people were walking around with, like, massive beatboxes yes. just making parties happen on the street. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's good yeah. era in New York City. And the thing is, I mean, the, their first album, I think it's maybe their only album, their full LP, 
is is really good. I'm gonna play the the first track off of it called Whip It. Nothing. Okay, to before do... you play it, I'd like to envision sure. you and the family tomorrow romping around Central Park. You with a giant uh, aluminum beatbox playing this song shit man (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, i have to say one of the great things about living in new york is um and it's unfortunately now because it's winter ish they don't play anymore but in the summer spring and summer you get the um and i forget their names but it's the central park roller skating like disco troupe and every Sunday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday, these guys and men and women of all ages, anywhere from like kids on to like people in their 80s and 90s, play a bunch of like crazy awesome tunes and just roller skate disco in the middle of Central Park. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where in other places, you know, it would be a little like, hey, aren't we cool? We're hipsters. We're going and roller skating. It's so no, like normal. unpretentious normal. and so real and cool. So, yeah, I would absolutely walk through Central Park with a big old. Uh, now, what's that called again? Like, uh, you can probably watch that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Somebody's. Yeah, it's the Central Park, and they have a website. I'll look it up while 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 the. Um, yeah. I wasn't planning on talking about them, but play the uh, treacherous three. I'll play the treacherous three. I got seven plus minutes to to do the research, so this is a. Oh yeah. This oh, is yeah. a yeah, this, this is a good a tune. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I I could see just imagine these guys, men and women, um, roller skating around to this tune. This would be a this would be a good one. So perfect. Let's check it out. It's called Whip It. Nothing to do with the Devo tune, but. It's pretty kick-ass. Also a great tune. It is. Because the object you hear is just to have some fun. So have 
So, Bob, it's the Central Park Dance Skaters Association. Wow, I got to check that out yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. It's um, You know what I love about that song? There's a lot of things to love about that song. First of all, to work a groove for seven and a half like that, they didn't care about anything in regards to just having a good time with the song. Oh, yeah. They didn't and- care about editing. Like They got it all in. And I love the fact, I think it's an underused form when you're making any kind of song is to have like the party noise in the background. Like (laughs) there was like one of the tracks was like, just like people partying in the background. (laughs) Absolutely. Which sort of drives the whole thing with all the music that's going on. Which is like, I mean, one of my theories about making a good party song is just to basically have a party in the studio while you're recording it. And you have to imagine the way those songs, those original hip hop songs started they were just party, you know. It's not like somebody yeah. said, "I'm going to write a song and then we're going to go record it." It was like they were making these parties, and those songs were probably ten, twelve, twenty, thirty minute long songs that just kind of evolved. Uh, and then when they went into the studio, they had to be like, "Okay, how do we so get that it down was to seven? Probably a studio edit of sorts. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, but Central Park Dance Skaters Association, I can imagine, would would absolutely rock that tune. It's cp <laughs> cpdsa.org if you want to check them out. They're worth uh, they're worth watching for sure, for sure. Okay, well, I'm going to shift gears in a big way. Good. I'm going to go to a, a current artist from Louisville, Kentucky. The aforementioned Mark Hogan. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark he calls Mike. me up about four or five months ago on a Sunday and he says, what are you doing tonight? It's like, Oh, I'm actually done with work. What are you doing? He's like, there's a really cool artist playing downtown in Des Moines. And do you want to go? And like, you know, I get, I get this call from him once or twice a year. It's usually a good tip. So, and I never heard of her. Her name is Joan Shelley. And I was like, ghosty's back in the swing. Ghosty. And, uh, so we go down there, and unfortunately, there's like maybe like eight to ten people paid. And I found out after the show, thankfully, like you know, she'd been on tour for a while with her husband, who also plays guitars too. So it's a two-piece band. They're up there playing guitars and singing, and she's got a great voice. And and it's one of those things where like, come on, man! But I found out like, you know, at least the the night before they played in Chicago for three fifty. So because you know, you see these bands in a town like Des Moines and there's less than 20 people there. And you're just like, Oh, come on. You know, you gotta, you gotta support the support something cool coming to your town for sure. But anyways, that's all beside the point. This is off of her 2015 album over and even it's called brighter than the blues and chill you out. Well, the winter's calling 
shadows turning my gold to blue Joan Shelley. I like that. Yeah, like, she's good. It's like Joan she's Joni good. Mitchell. Like a tw- well, you know, twang getting Joni get Joni on us, but yeah. Uh, That's she's good. She's really good. It's high and, compliment. And, I mean, for me to to stand there for an hour cuz you know like and there's two people playing guitar, that kind of thing, but no problem standing up and, and like like rocking back and forth to an hour of of good mellow music it was a good good night good night and then afterwards we talked to him because like i think mark and i were the only two people standing like in front of the stage like getting into it one of those type things where like you know people hang back by the bar and <laughs> you know no one's here like that kind of thing. so we talked to him afterwards very kind people and they had a little merch stand and we felt compelled to support the band coming through Des Moines by buying stuff. And I asked Joan what her favorite record was, and she recommended that one, and and Hogan bought the other one. And I've really enjoyed that that record. Cool. Over so, and even. It's a, good, it's a good album all the way through. So she's got, what, like four albums out? Is that right? Yeah, I think she's been around since like 2008, 2010, and she's going strong. So just a, just a cool artist. Nice. Thanks for tipping me to that one. I hadn't heard that. I'm going to play something newish as well. Um, and I think it's one that you said you haven't heard. Uh, it's another woman, um, lead singer, 
I think it's a band. It's sort of like a PJ Harvey thing. Um, the band is named after the lead singer-songwriter. Shopa Ray is the name of the woman and band. How do you spell that? Shopa, S-H-L-I, sorry, S-H-I-L-P-A, first name. Right. And then Ray, R-A-Y. Uh, cool. They're local-ish to me. I think they're based in Brooklyn. This is from their first full-length LP, which came out a couple years ago. They have a new album out that I haven't heard yet, um, but their first album came out in 2015. It was called Last Year's Savage. I actually really liked this record and played it a whole bunch when it came out. Um, just a really good rock record and some sort of reminiscent of Blondie at times without being That's great. That's derivative. Great. You know, just felt fresh and familiar at the same time. So um, really good record. I'm going to play a song called Pop Song for Euthanasia. Chopin Ray. Let's check it Thank out. Thank you. Yeah. The tree. 
Show parade, Bob. Yeah, she's uh, she's a background singer for, on, with the bad with Nick Cave. Really? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, no, she's a whaler. I mean, it's cool to hear her. Um, her, I've never heard her music <clears throat> until that song. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So, do you know anything? So you must have looked that up while we were playing that song. I just, I mean, I, I knew I'd heard her voice before. So I felt like I had. Gotcha. Yeah. I wonder yeah, how she, she actually, hooked she up actually with a, like, and I'm, I'm right now. I'm looking at her page. Yeah. She has a quote that's on here. Um, I believe the quote is from like 2010 or 11, and she says. Quote, I think feminism in America went through a huge backlash during the W. Bush years. We are, no, we are now going through a cool renaissance. There are tons of amazing female musicians and artists on the scene with something to contribute. And it's not cheesy, kitschy, or female-centric. It's universal. Okay? Nice. And I know where she's coming from with that. And she's damn right. And believe me... <laughs> The backlash has continued. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, so. Oh, yeah. Keep on going, Shilpa. Right. right. And Joan and all the other Absolutely. brilliant brilliant young women musicians out there doing their thing on their own terms and, you know, looking after themselves and, like, you know, standing up for themselves and being a huge part of music all over the world. On their own terms, which is, you know, fantastic. So I salute those two artists. Testify, Bob Nisanovich. Testify. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to take us back to, a, uh, you know, kind of like a cult classic. Yeah. When you, you know. Pi- a pi- pioneering album. Yeah, pioneering record. It's a, you know, late 60s New York thing. You know, Simeon Cox. And uh, well, his drummer was a guy named Danny Taylor. And these guys were uh, way ahead of their time. Silver Apples. Their album, Silver Apples, which is silver. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like, it's just, I think, probably one of the most influential electronic bands of all time. And this is one of my favorite songs off of their famous record. But this is a, they're still going strong. Like, they're... Mm. Um, They've reprised themselves in various forms, and you know they pop up at really cool live concert events. And uh, anyways, Silver Apples, Sea Green Serenades.
Great pick, Bob Nastanovich. Classic stuff from Silver. Well, you, you think it's like you probably think like he's probably you know playing a like a, some sort of old school. And that's fifty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. That's older than you. It's my age. <laughs> yeah, nineteen nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, so basically, yeah, 50, almost 50. Yeah, well, probably like, recorded so in 67. There weren't synthesizers. Yeah. He was, like, doing, I don't know how, how the hell he did it. He had, like, yeah. you know. Moogs. And, he's kind of building building yeah. his own oscillation machines. He was, you know, more than, and that's the music, but he was, like, a, an inventor. I mean, he was inventing a, a massively influential sound. Like, the first time I, there were one of these bands that, that is genuinely revered in their own way and their contribution in terms of original music is actually not that many records. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, and it, and it is one of those things that, you know, during the, t- it was way ahead of its time. Absolutely. Obvi- obviously. But their influence is amazing. And that, that record all the way through, which is just nine songs. It's, it's it's a pretty brief listen, like under a half an hour. It's just it's just like, how the hell were these guys doing this in the late sixties? You know. Well, I think all those early electronic pioneers were also inventors. I mean, that's the word you used, and it's absolutely correct. You know, they were, they were building their own like things. They like, were, they were, because yeah. they couldn't go out to a guitar center and just buy a kit of electronic. You know, like you, the Nord lead hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. That was invented, like, you know, all kinds of things. Like, you know, you mentioned, you know, Bob Moog and all of his, you know, contributions to the, you know, same same genre. In fact, we'll have to do that. We'll have to, we'll have to do, we'll have to theme a Moog tribute show. For sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I wanted to play, I wasn't necessarily thinking about doing it this show, but I wanted to play some stuff from Perry and Kingsley, Jean-Jacques Perry and Gershon Kingsley, um, classic pioneers of electronic music. Are you familiar with them? No, um, you know, no. So they released a couple records, um, probably the most prominent of which came out a couple years before that Silver Apples record called The In Sound From Way Out, which... You've probably well, I feel seen like I've the heard cover. of that. I've definitely heard of that. Yeah, I mean the cover. If you, you Google it while we're playing this, because uh, I'll, I'll I'm going to throw in a bonus track from uh, Perry and Kingsley uh, called "Barnyard and Orbit." But they were absolutely inventors. Um, actually, Jean Jacques Perry just passed away about a year ago, in no, last November. Uh, Gershon Kingsley's 95. He's still kicking it. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they recorded this in 1966. And, and this was like early, early, early electronic music for release to a popular audience. Um, and it's just, it still sounds crazy. I don't know. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Barn, barnyard in orbit. Check it.
I defy you to listen to that song without smiling. That is uh, Perry and Kingsley, Barnyard and Orbit. That is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in, like... In fact, I'll, I'll quickly, um, since you told me to check them you know, during it, that Perry... Yeah? Right. He uh-huh. was a French accordion player and a medical student who abandoned his studies after meeting Georges Jenny in Paris in 1952. Jenny was was the inventor of the Ondioline, a vacuum tube powered keyboard instrument that was a forerunner of today's synthesizers and was capable of creating an amazing variety of sounds. Its keyboard had a unique feature. The keyboard was suspended on special springs that were capable of introducing a natural vibrato if the player moved the keyboard from side to side with the playing hand. The result was a beautiful, almost human-like vibrato that left the Ondioline that lent the Ondioline a wide range of expression. And of course, you know, Stereolab has a, a famous song, Jenny Ondioline, and of course they're sure. students of the old school electronic game. Uh, and, I guarantee they have that record. <laughs> All of them. Oh, yeah. So it is amazing, like, you know, the innovation of, you know, what has led to millions and millions of, of you know, what we call techno songs or experimental mm-hmm. songs. And like, you know, there's still people out there today, like twisting things and coming up with their same, you know, brilliant stuff. So, yeah. And they, but these, you know, these guys in Silver Apples were like, they got the ball rolling. Well, and one of the things I love. They were traditional musicians first. And then they're like, it's almost like they were, you know, like not satisfied with the restraint of the, the musical instrument that they've been taught. Like this guy was an accordion player, Perry, and he wanted to like take it further and take it like to a different kind of adventure. Right. No, and you're absolutely right. Traditional musicians, and they were in some ways composers. You know, a lot of them were Edgar Varese was, you know, I mean, these are classical composers that are just experimenting with this new medium. And, uh, I love especially how, you know, Perry and Kingsley were, were probably, they considered themselves serious musicians and then they throw out songs like that, which just feel like weird space age, barnyard animal cartoon. I mean, I don't even know what to describe how to really fun stuff. Just really just wanting to have fun, like release themselves and have fun. Exactly. Clearly not taking themselves too seriously. Like we are inventors and, no, no, there's, like, there's, there's like, like, we got this and it's so much fun, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Just love like that. the Treacherous Three. I love that, right, yeah. right, yeah, right. Yeah, just like, you know, this is a party. The beauty of exploration, the beauty of discovery, that's, yeah. you know, that's also what the show's about, man, mm-hmm. without getting too Well, I've, lear- I've learned a lot from you, so I appreciate that. So, so what, are you going to hit us with another one to sign us off? I'm going to sign us off with, uh, with a guy, uh, we've actually played... We've played his first band on the show, I think in episode three, which is long enough, long enough ago that maybe many of the people listening to this show didn't even listen to the third episode. Or maybe they listened to the first and said, that sounds like crap. I'm going to jump forward. Or maybe they've only, maybe this will be the first one they've listened to tonight. Perhaps. Um, Let's hope so. Anyway, if you haven't listened to episode three, check Check back, check out The Mice, which are the uh, original band from the 80s of, of this guy. His name is Bill Fox. He's a guitarist and singer-songwriter from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, 
And, and you told me earlier today, like Dennis Coffey, he's rocking now too. Like he he's is. rocking this week. He is. He played last night in Pittsburgh, uh, which Whoa. is the last night of a five show mini tour that started in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, unfortunately, did not make it to New York City. So, Bill, hopefully, someone out there. If you're not listening, someone out there who knows Bill Fox is listening and can pass it along. Bill, you got to get to New York and you got to do a bigger tour because this guy is an amazing songwriter. Mike even might put aside his FOMO status. I might. I might. Yeah. I might. I w- maybe, so, you should, maybe you should call Bill Fox and put on a show. Right. I have very little FOMO anymore. I have very little fear of missing <laughs> yeah. out. What is but, FOMO again? But fear of missing out. But I would set aside yeah, yeah. the the I would set aside all that. I definitely have FOMO about a big a Bill Fox show. I, I I do not want to miss out when he comes to town. And he's you know, he's released you know the the mice released uh, an album and EP, both of it which have been reissued, um, but probably are famous Ohio music. Yeah, relatively unavailable even still. Um, and then Bill has released three albums, um, two in the in the late '90s, one on Scat and one on I believe Slumberland, uh, or one of those kinds of labels. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm forgetting, but uh, and then another one that came out just a few years ago, and I think this, well, there are indie rock labels that, that believe in Bill like you do, right? And I think this tour was around a reissue of a cassette that came out called "Before I Went to Harvard." Uh, it just got reissued a couple months ago. It's on a label called, um, well, I think it's Eleventh Floor, Eleventh Hour Record com- Recording Company. Um, you can buy it at um, 2300records.com. The name of the album is Before I Went to Harvard. I haven't, I actually haven't listened to it yet. I just ordered it because well, I didn't even realize. Well, get on it and play some Bill Fox right now. I didn't even realize it was out, but uh, I'm looking at the so- set list. He plays a, a Peter Lochner song. So, um, Oh, my Lord. This is so much up your alley, it's not even funny. Seriously. So, um, we well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike. Yeah, for sure. We won't yeah. play that, but we'll, we'll go back to um, the album from 1998, Transit Byzantium. Um, which is a fantastic record. Actually, has a song on it. I may snip it too. That um, was dedicated, uh, like a twelve-page believer essay was was crafted around um, the the writer of it listening to this song, like as he was driving on college radio. I'm not. I won't play that one. Maybe I'll I'll play it after this. But first, let's listen to. I'll give it away. Bill Fox, 1998, Transit Byzantium. 
So Bob, Bill Fox played last. That was last a tremendous buildup. Yeah. Well, I hope the song paid off, but uh, it's cool, birdsy. It's very birdsy. Yeah. So um, Bill Fox played last night in Pittsburgh. He started off his his five show tour in Bloomington. I've Indiana, been on those. Those are fun. At at the Block House. In between, he played. Bloomington's a cool town. You been to Bloomington? I've never been to Bloomington. Oh, it's a good college town. Yeah, good town. He played at the American Legion Post 82 in Nashville a few days ago. Oh, you know, the people play there all the time. He played... Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, in fact um, oh, my Lord, yeah. In fact, it's funny you should mention that because when I DJed the, uh, a little while ago at Duke's in Nashville, my friends would have played with him. Yeah. Yeah, my friends, the country westerns would have been on that bill. Oh yeah, like they are. Four or five on bill. Yeah, they played. They played with them. They were. Yeah. You should talk to them. See how it was. I'll find out how it was. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. He played the Bristol Brewery. My buddy and... Sarah, I think it was her show. Nice. She, yeah. Nice. So she maybe she's maybe a fan. Um, he played the Bristol uh, Brewery. You know, she's she likes the cool music in Bristol, Virginia, and then and then last night. Ooh. For not fi- much going on in Bristol. For five bucks. You could have seen Bill Fox for five bucks in Pittsburgh last night. You'd have paid 50. Maybe. You know, th- that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it would have cost me that to get down there. And it would have been. More than that, my friend. How are you traveling? Right. I don't know. Hugo? Traveling yeah. in a Hugo? Sure. Uh, <laughs> but if we have time, I think we might have still have time. Let's, let, let me, let me play, I'm going to play My Baby Crying, which was the song from that same album, Transit Byzantium. That was the uh, uh, really the basis for this article in the Believer. It's it's by far Bill's most known song, but because of that that um, that essay, it's it's a interesting essay. I don't know how realistic it is. I mean, it's it's essentially this guy's own discovery of Bill, and then he tries to track him down. It's worth reading. You can find it online, but uh, if nothing else, it's a fantastic song. So let's let's listen to My, my Baby Crying. So you're going to outro the show with this one. Yeah, let's do it. And, and as you do that, I'm going to say Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll be back in like, you know, three weeks, you know, after zipping around, you know, the UK and, 
and uh, you know, good luck in the meantime. Thanks, man. You're, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'll yeah. be back you know, well before Christmas. So well, we'll do a few shows that in mid December and and good luck with the uh, the new co hosts. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Nobody can replace you, but uh Well keep in touch like via oh. the email. Like maybe Hell I yeah. can, like you give you some numbers and stuff you, and I'll I'll clue some people in. Hell yeah, you you're not gonna leave me hanging, that's for sure, man. Anyway, let's let's go out with a, another Bill Fox soon. My baby crying. Alright, have a great night, Mike. Too, man. I lied. I'm going to play one more Bill Fox song. 
and then we're no, yeah, it's okay. Well, and uh, that was had tremendous lullaby qualities, and and my baby's crying because he got so raucous tonight. I had to put him in. <laughs> yeah, Mister Ghost, Ghosty, Mister Ghost, and from our household here in Des Moines. We'll be back on the three song spot. All right. I'm going to end this. I'm going to, I said I was going to end it with that one. I'm going to actually end it with another Bill Fox song. It's a shorter one. It's called Over and Away She Goes. Happy you are cheating the system here. We are. We're, that's okay. No, no, that's no, okay. We. No, I played three. You did. You're fine. You're fine. I'm, I'm going off script. So you, I like you can, this. You can, I like this. You okay. can blame me. It's partly because I'm, I'm trying to uh, shame Bill Fox into touring a little bit more and, uh, playing more of those five dollar shows, so uh, yeah, we'll end with over away, over and away she goes from his album Shelter from blamer. the Smoke. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Bob. We'll talk yeah, soon. Yeah, I'm a gamer. All, All right. right, have a great night. You too, man.